second here. I'm just messaging my co-host. He's having Wi-Fi issues, so I don't okay. think he's going to be able to make it on, which means no like chat GPT shit. Oh, um, right. Because he's the head of he's the head of the AI department. Here at Chief oh Park. man. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to um, we've been trying to suck up to AI technology before it actually takes over. We're we're getting in with them early. Yeah, it's no, it's early. It, it's, it's, it's been taken over. Um, it's weird. It's crazy. And, and by the way, did you see that uh, that WWE? Um, uh, not, not not WWE, but like they actually they came up with a uh, Chat GPT list of the top ten finishers. But what really got me was um, was like when what was it uh, Sports Kita um, on their Twitter? They came up with like three different top ten lists. They did a top mm. ten wrestlers of all time, which was Chat GPT uh, oriented. They did the top ten women's wrestlers list of all time. They did the top ten current wrestlers. All those chat GPT. Um, Sorry, freaking dog showed up. <laughs> no, right. Ah, that's funny. Um, I, yeah. So, like I said, um, I it, like all those with chat GPT. I'm like, about two out of three. I did. I was not. I was not a fan of. Like, I was like, you know what? I could have. Yeah, as you've seen, as you've seen uh, from experience, I could have came up with a better list than that. I'm not definitely myself, yeah. I'm being honest. Your top fifty list, um, way more comprehensive than anything ChatGPT can come up with yet. I mean, we've been we've been doing wild pay per view predictions mm-hmm. um, with it, and the stuff it comes up with, like just just to give you a mad example. So we had them predict Knight of Champions, right? So mm-hmm. Roman and Solo versus KO and Zayn, and somehow, some way. They came up with a weird ChatGPT came up with a weird freebird rule, and Kevin Owens ended up siding with Roman. Kevin Owens pins Sami Zayn, and then KO and Roman leave with the belts. It was the weirdest fucking shit. Yeah, seriously. So that, it's also it's it's really hard to get AEW stuff out of it because at least the version I'm using is only going up to like 2021. Uh-huh. It has oh, like a. It's data banks aren't that deep yet. Yeah, sorry for the background noise, but uh, but yeah, but the thing is, um, I know I know that um, yeah, because like like first of first of all, I don't even as I've said before, um, on other episodes, I said as well. I feel like even when I talked about New Day, I was like, nah, we need to change the Freebird Freebird role and rename it the New Day role because um, yeah, because it's like they changed the landscape of fashion yeah. so much, like yeah. You talk about free births, these guys now, like who? Like other than Michael Hayes, but come on now, like don't, don't yeah, you you've got to update it with the times, right? You got like you got more, to, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you know more people is, will get it. Yeah, because the thing is, New Day. I don't want to go into like a faction thing. I mean, we're talking about fa- this is a faction podcast anyway. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, for those that are watching, my name's King Bond Jr. Victorious Ones podcast. By the way, I think I just started recording. Um, but the thing is, it's just like I'll say it like this: as far as as far as factions, New Day have drawn more money, have better matches, true, have, are more highly decorated, you know, greater in landscape influence, whatever, greater influence than the Freebirds have ever had at, at this point. Because because the thing is, New Day has have their own had their have their own serial. They Xavier Woods got the video game stuff. Um, you got two out of three have been WWE champions. Um, all three of them can be Hall of Famers in their own right, as well as the as far as well as being the Hall of Fame as a group. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, other than you know some Xavier Woods thing with with uh, with Brad, the Page thing. Other than that, New Day they don't have no scan. They don't really have no scandals on them. You don't. You can't find no Dark Side of the Ring episode about them. You know what I mean? Like you don't hear True, about right. uh, you don't hear about nobody cut, cutting off Kofi's dreads on, the, on while he's sleeping on the plane. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because the, you know they're all I mean? they're all about the humor, the positivity. Yeah. The um also the brotherhood behind it too. It's like Absolutely. three three guys who no one anymore ever considers, you know, breaking up. Like early on there was a little chatter about okay, every faction breaks up, so will it be E? Will it be Woods? Will it be Kofi? But now it's just like no new day is sort of forever. And that is I think that should put you ahead in the faction conversation, ahead of let's say the shield. Like who have gone on to do their own great things individually so yeah if they got back together it'd be stacked but yeah you know if you if you're talking greatest factions of all time you know ones that are still together after all all these years right exactly um and yeah i mean calling it uh again going back to like calling it a new day rule yeah if, if you the free bird rule you know gives it some nostalgia but nostalgia can be sort of lived up to and surpassed and New Day have done that, right? So, so update the rule, and then it just modernizes it better. It, it familiarizes it more, um, you know, because to any average Joe, if you say a free bird rule, they're not going to really care what it means or where that right. word came from. But, you know, say New Day rule. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you can, who knows, just apply. Yeah. Yeah. I totally you know, agree. I'm not just, um, yeah, I'm not just saying that. Yeah, I'm not just saying it because it's Juneteenth. I'm saying it because it's just it's just it's just the truth, you know. Because like I remember uh, Public Enemies was talking about it before, and I was and I was listening to their like their like that's that really drew me to them as a fan. And so like what and I was like okay, I listened to their argument. It makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. New Day didn't they never had to break up to in order to have success. They had all their individual success when they got together as a team. Yep. Everybody else had to break up, Shield included. NWO, they just like uh, diluted themselves, just branched off into all these different variations and stuff like that. So they got too big for their own good. Um, DX had to have a breakup. Uh, Four Horsemen, all the it was the Ric Flair show for real. Um, you know, when you think about it, like Evolution, you know, they had to break up. They had to kick Randy Orton out first, you know. And when they were together, Triple H was the main one. Um, they became. Orton and, and Batista became champions after they got the group. Yeah, yeah. Not within. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, with with New Day, I mean, even even if you look at Kofi's achievements before New Day, you know, he was he was the most established one in his own right. You know, had some yeah. good IC and tag title reigns. But you know, when he joined the New Day, he obviously propelled to the tippity top of the mountain, right? So. So yeah, and then Woods obviously becomes king of the ring. He wins the title, Money in the Bank, um, and there's there's really there's something about you know keeping that whole like I said again, keeping the whole group together. I get that if you break up some factions and then get them back together, you can have these nice moments. You know, like Triple right. H and Michaels when they got back together, it was yeah. like great. DX is back together, but um, you know, breaking up and coming back together and having different members all the time. I think not should disqualify you from the conversation, but works against it, you know. And and again, I'll say it again, it's it's that um that togetherness. 
that's uh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think of stacked stables that because, that would because, like I said, know, NWO, sort of hold up in an argument against him. But uh, Bullet Club, um, Four Horsemen had all them different variations. They even had Paul Roma in there, so that I'd be like, nah, you mm-hmm. can't. Even, I, I don't even call you number one. They put Roma in there, like nah, that that's yep. the DQ right there. Um, mm-hmm. UJ never had a Paul Roma in their group. So uh, who else? Let me see. Like I said, um, DX when even the original trio. Shawn Michaels was the focal point because he was he was, because he was the main one um, yep. in the forefront as, as being a world champion. Um, yeah. And then even even when even when Shawn left, uh, when it was the Triple H when Triple H was running, you know, he, like mm-hmm. initially he wasn't a champion until like like later after ap- after they had broken up, and then he had to leave DX together. to become champ, right? Yeah. Exactly, and, and then he had to and join then the corporation. Yeah, so that, that's 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 what I'm saying. So like, what are we talking here? Even with the bloodline as great as they are, it's all about Roman. It's it's the Roman show because he's the only one that's that's, that's a champion. You yeah, know? I mean it. It's great to see. Don't get me wrong. They're the best storyline out of everybody. But yeah, if you're talking about accolades, it's been pretty much all his shoulders individually. Um, you know the Usos, even with their tag run, you can pretty much make a case. It was pretty much like a. a Bit of a by, byproduct of them, sorry about that. A byproduct of their of affiliation with Roman Usos have always been great, but for them to have the to have a title reign this long, especially because they're tied to a storyline, you know. Right. But yeah, like I said, we, I'm not going further about factions. I know, you know, we got we we can give them the best. Uh, we can give them the best storyline tag for sure. Yeah, because it is. Um, I do have a question though. Sure. When it so when the new day get in the Hall of Fame one day, mm-hmm. which Guaranteed at this point. Oh yeah. Do you induct Kevin Owens with him? Big nah. O? No. <laughs> nah. No, nah, that, that was that was only a reach. That was that was, that was only, only because only because like Biggie was injured, but nah. Yeah. That's that was a I think that was a mistake. Yeah. I think they were trying something there. Uh-huh. They were uh, I think I think the bookers were scared. You know, the E was out, they might lose their shine, so bring in Big O, but yeah. I guess we can forget about that. We can wipe that from our memory. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like, like men of black never happened. Yeah. Yes. Nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. Now, as far as who would induct them, that's the question. I'm thinking Uso would, would be probably be the presenters, if not themselves. Um, it'd have to be Usos, right? The greatest yeah. rivals. They are. Um, and if you're talking, I mean, New Day's, um, really stardom came from all those, at least originally, all those tag title reigns, right? Yeah. Um. And then, you know, so you think about who was the greatest tag rivals and now you put a focus on the tag team division. I mean, it must, it, yeah, it would have to be the Usos, right? Yeah, um, it'll have, have to. There's synonymous with them. Well, I mean? I, yeah. Tell you what, you have, how about this? You have Kevin Owens coming out, trying to introduce them, and then you have the Usos coming in and super kicking him off the stage. Okay. You know, he's dressed as Big O, gets a boo from the crowd, oh, right? I love it. Yeah. And then Usos come in. And then they boom off the stage and they do a big angle behind that. Of course they would, because they would have fun. Yeah, you know, because especially with, with, I mean, they have like New Day and Usos are like eternal rivals. They are like what Red Hart and Shawn Michaels are when it comes to singles. Mm -hmm. But Austin and Rock are as well. You know what I mean? They are like forever linked, much like whatever like uh, legendary tag team faction. I mean, tag team. No, or actually, even with the Dudleys. Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys, all three of them are forever linked. And New Day and Usos about, yeah. are like that as well. Um, yeah. 
you know, like as far as LOD, who their main, they LOD dance with everybody, basically. Um, you know, it's hard to like really pinpoint, you know, unless like the Steiners or something like that or whatever. Um, you know, the, you know, guys like that were pretty much um, Heart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, they're forever linked. Um, and that's how it is with the Usos in the New Day. You know, I, like my most listened to episode was about like the top 10 greatest tag teams. So I had a uh, New Day and Usos at, at the top two. You know, then I had like LOD, the Hardy Boys, and everything else just fell in line. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the thing is, you you, do, you can they're they're inter- interchangeable. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'll entertain LOD or Hardy Boys. You know, I'll, I'll entertain those type of things. But when it comes to like longest reigning tag champs and cultural, you know, impact and things like that, what you've done as tag champions, um, mm-hmm. the New Day eleven times. Uh, champions they used to have the longest reign. Usos, eight-time champions, have the longest reign. Current, you know, currently, all time. You know, they they run flown past demolition. Um, with all due respect, but the thing about it is that New Day and the Usos are great based off of just them being themselves. Um, I heard somebody else say that LOD was made great because, in large part, because of, of their booking, because of how dominant they were because of mm-hmm. you know the powerhouse they were but when you talk about just natural just match quality like i said one a and one b yeah you know i mean so yeah new day really uh i think new day really popped off when um they just became themselves like their sort of goofy jovial positive selves yeah i mean when they started out and, and when they were heels they were you know quite entertaining they were having uh, you know, with they had the unicorn horns and the ah. red track suits, and they were like taking on the rock in promos. That was entertaining. Oh yeah. Um, but it's it's like when they when they really started opening up uh, and sort of being themselves, did that really take off? Mm-hmm. Um, same with Usos too. Um, yeah. I don't. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming like the Usos original gimmick where they would um, come out and do the tribal dance on stage, tribal chant. Yeah. Um, I mean that's obviously themselves, but is that them every day? You know what I mean. Right. Um, whereas the Usos we're seeing now um, are probably a little bit closer to that. I mean, we saw that we saw them at Wally Mania, right? And yeah. you know the way they talk, the way they interact with each other is a lot of you know how you see it on TV, and it's that organic energy that really shines through with audience. You can book um, someone to the moon. Um, you could have a Goldberg 187,000 whatever streak. Awesome. Um, and that that gets over um, in that sometimes gets over. But when you have the really natural energy, um, then that resonates with a lot more people. It just takes longer, I think, to get there. Um, yeah. But once it happens and the Usos and New Day just gel yeah. so well together, you can tell they're complementing each other the whole way through. Um, much like, like, um, back in the day, the, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, um, were often presented as rivals, but when in actual fact, like backstage, the production companies would talk to each other and negotiate when certain albums are going to come out. So they wouldn't be in direct competition. So they kind of like, um, got into this sync and harmony. And I see that with the new day and the Usos when you, um, what was it when the Usos broke the longest reigning um, tag team record? Uh-huh. 
And the way they did it was by beating the New Day. So it was like New Day sort of handing off the honor. Yeah. Um, which is is like they're so harmonious together. So of course, yeah. like it would yeah, you got it right off the bat. The Usos would have to um yeah. have to induct him. Have to. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's nobody better. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we're going to get into the Usos uh, in a bit when we um, do some money in the bank predictions. I know we're we're about two weeks out, so the card isn't fully shaped. But right now, there's six matches on the card, so I think we can get some some decent predictions. Yeah. But I did want to ask you, um, Vaughn, and thank you for joining me. By the way, I know we just like we got into chatting right away, yeah. so so welcome. Okay. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, really good to chat to you again, and thank you so much for having me on uh, your show. A while yes. ago that was yes. really good to chat to you and uh, for those who, who don't know um king vaughn jr we originally got connected when uh we invited you to play our little fantasy faction game which uh you can play on instagram along with a, a bunch of other brilliant content uh creators and podcasts within the scene and then we actually so i knew you were going to wally mania um and then i saw you walk past there with your uh, super shiny wwf winged eagle belt which arguably the best one arguably the best one and um and yeah yeah we got chatted there so um mate always a pleasure always a pleasure talking to you so i'm really glad we uh we got to do this today thank you and thank you for joining me on uh on you know such an important holiday taking the time out to uh to chit chat absolutely i I enjoyed it It certainly um an honor and a pleasure to you know to to be a part of this uh fantasy faction um you know, in terms in terms of this uh, group, in terms of this community, you know, by, by way of uh, my affiliation with Job Tears Podcast, shout out to them. Um, you know, so they were like, you know, kind of like the ones that like the you know, like open the door, like the 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 bridge the bridge that you know in between yourself and you know yourself and I. And so, um, so of course, you already told the story, Wally Mania. Um, you know, ran, ran into each other finally face to face, and um, you know, from his chat and how. He, how you've engaged with, um, with with my content as far as like articles like WrestleMania, um, Dream Card, you know, pretty much WWE mm-hmm. might, uh, you know, might jot some ideas down. I don't know, um, but but you know, the thing about it is that you know, like I like I said, like when I saw that, I was like, yeah, let me go, you know, let me let me go ahead and you know, get, uh, be a part of this group as, as far as like, you know, podcast factions so we could you know network and stuff like that, and um, it's it's certainly been, been an honor. It's certainly opened doors. Um, you know what I mean? So like, I mean, and, and, the, and the way that the way that you show appreciation to other podcasters like myself, like, you know, like I said, Job Tears, Jones World and, you know, and other, you know, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, those, you know, like eight to UK uh, wrestling, whatever, um, you, know, you know, guys like that. I mean, yeah. you know, in, in terms of like just having that, that dialogue and it's not divisive or anything it's not problematic you know we all have our own viewpoints and things like that and um and like just have our own fantasy factors but one thing i meant to ask you i know it's not mine but i meant to ask you like if you had uh, a fantasy faction i asked this on jobbers here as well um mm-hmm. i meant to ask you this when when i did my interview if you had okay. the, if you had your own fantasy like all-time faction who would be in it oh do you know what? Running a, a faction league, I probably should have this answer lined up. Um, how many people do I get? Hey, whatever you want. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so we'll go for a... Let me pick a tag team first. 
Um, I would have, um, I'd have the Usos. Um, just simply because, like, two brothers, like loyal tag team, like have each other's backs. You can have a stacked tag team of two. You know, you could have a rated RKO, but you know that's not a that's not a brotherhood. Um, so the Usos together, because you know that solid team staying together. Um, oh, add the other brother solo. Okay, so that already we've got some harmony. Um, do you know what? Screw it. Let's put let's put New Day in there too. <laughs> sorry to go back to New Day and uh, and Usos again, but why not make the dream the dream squad? And then you get Solo in as the because you have the Enforcer, right? Yeah. So Solo's the Enforcer. Mm-hmm. You have the Usos who can run the main tag team gambit, uh, and then in their absence, Kofi and Woods can pick that up. But everyone else can pretty much take all the individual honors. He takes the WWE title. Um, he goes that he runs that division. Kofi runs the IC division. Woods, US, or whatever. And then Solo just Solo cleans up. He's he's the cleaner. He comes in. He helps out in the matches. He gets them over the line if they need it. And then yeah, who knows? We'll get um, we'll send Solo down to NXT to get that scoop that North American title up. And then ah. there's the dream team six six for you. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, if I was going to have New Day in there, I'd have him in a team like Bret Hart. Um, mm. Probably Batista as an enforcer, you know, type of thing. Um, also, but, or, you know, or even Kevin Nash as an enforcer if I was going to do New Day, Bret and Nash. But my initial um, faction that, that names one, uh, one, uh, talk to them. I said, uh, Usos is my tag team. I said, yep. Randy Orton. Roman Reigns and Shawn Michaels. So I said I had a uh, Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels, Roman Reigns, and the, and the Usos. That was my faction. Yeah, Roman and the Usos together would be good. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, all, all, all together, and then of course just the little surprise element of of HBK and Orton. You know, um, and, and you know, of course, in, in, in a faction together. That's very interesting. You know what I mean? So it's like, why not? This makes makes me ready when out being out for so long makes you appreciate him even more. Yeah, it does. I do hope he comes back. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, when you hear about back issues and then having to give RKOs, yeah, you know, he's he's not gonna wanna I mean you have to think of the human side of it as well. You know, he's not gonna wanna be in a wheelchair or have difficulty walking, especially with the that big family he's got, right? Yeah, but, um, exactly. I mean, so. I mean, we we've seen people come back from worse. Um, obviously, hope wish him the very best, and you know, if if it takes a year, eighteen months, um, to make any kind of recovery from this, then then yeah, definitely yeah. do that. I do exactly. miss Randy Orton though. Yeah, and, and and what's crazy is that the fact that at forty three, his future is uncertain as far as being in the ring, but yet yeah. we've seen guys from previous generations like your Jake the Snakes, your Ric Flair's. Hulk Hogan and Terry Funks have, mm-hmm. you know, still be in the ring for after being much older, you know, um, you know what I mean? It's like in their going to fifties and sixties and stuff like that, which is like the weirdest irony of like of them all. Um, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, pretty much. I tell you what though, once he, um, 
when when and if Randy Orton does come back, we won't see it. Like it, I, like I, excuse the pun, literally out of nowhere. Yeah. But I, I don't think it'll be any like return. Say Randy Orton will be at Raw tonight. I think it'll be sort of a shock return. When maybe when we've given up all hope of him coming back, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, and another guy that's still going on Sting at like sixty-four. You know what I mean? That right. Like you know, the crazy part about it, he's twenty-one years old and important. Um, you know what I mean? So it's just like, but yeah. Uh, like, and he had neck issues too, right? Yeah, Sting had neck, had neck, and that, and that's what that's what uh, shut down. Um, you know, the, the you know the, the you know the, the idea of like of us. The, you know, the potential of Sting versus Undertaker. That's what shut it down because of Sting mm. neck injuries because of that uh that Seth Rollins turnbuckle uh powerbomb thing. And so yeah. um yeah, so as far as that, yeah, now you see why we don't have um you know as, as far as like you know, as, far, you know, as far like us, you know, Sting as far like Sting versus Undertaker. Um so yeah. close. Yeah, definitely. I know you have some questions. I know you have some questions you wanted to ask me, but uh but yeah, but you know. It's oh yeah, show, so. um, I was going to ask you actually. Um, um, we'll get into the predictions in a sec. I, I did want to ask you, in your opinion, do you have a a greatest Money in the Bank cash in of all time? Mm. Do you have a personal favorite, or do you think there's one that stands the, on its own? The greatest for me will probably have to be the one that took place at WrestleMania um, when Rollins cashed in on Roman. At first, I would have. At first, I would have gone with Edge, you know, cashing on Cena. But because Rollins did it on a bigger stage, yeah. So I felt like it had a, had a greater impact. Um, so if I had to say my number one cashing of all time, would have to be Rollins, and then right after that, I'll right after go with Edge. So Rollins was, is the 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 standard answer, right? I mean, it's hard to. It's hard to come away from that one thinking that wasn't the greatest. I mean, at the time, um, I was there um, at that one. It was at, um, at the 49 Stadium. Yep. And I remember the crowd erupting, um, even though Seth was the, the heel at the time. Uh, I mean, Seth was coming off that great match earlier in the night. Yeah. The fact that it was in on, cashed in on Lesnar and during the Lesnar Roman match, after they'd built that one up to be these two, you know, it, the the beast or the next big the beast, Brock Lesnar, right? But then yeah. Roman Reigns was the next big thing at that point too, right? Exactly. So it seemed like it seemed like nothing else mattered but that match. But yeah. then, yeah, Rollins has the the audacity to crash the Mania main event and come away with it, and um, it's the fact that it was in a stadium too. Mm-hmm. Really sets it apart. I mean, I've heard, I've heard pops for cash-ins. I mean, uh, when Ambrose cashed in, they did that whole, you know, every member of the Shield held the uh, the thing. So that was a cool, like, that was a cool cash-in. I'd probably put that in top five. Yeah. Um, but who did uh, so? Ba- Bailey cashed in, right? One year. Yes, yes, she cashed in. Yeah. Um, and that got a reaction too, but yeah, you really can't look past Rollins, can you? Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, I it's Rollins is so memorable even after you now it's eight years, which sounds crazy, but mm. um, and, it, and this was the first official, like, um, you know, I actually you know, like, you know, this this was, um, yeah, actually, I think, I think uh, like, I think, like, um, 
WrestleMania 30 was like the first one of the network, if, if you will. But the thing is, this was the this was like the first one um, after after the after the, um, the Roman numerals. It was like the first WrestleMania after they got after they threw with after they got rid of the Roman numerals. Right. So um. So this was pretty much like a reset, WrestleMania, if you will, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so, you know, what I mean? think they're going back to it next year, right? Uh. Yeah. Well. With well, the thing is, um. I know. Yeah. In, in fact. Yeah. I, I think they are. You know, cause, because because the fortieth anniversary, like WrestleMania XL. Um. You know, right. So, you can't yeah. pass up the XL. Come on. Like now. WrestleMania XL. Yeah, exactly. Dude, the 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 branding behind that. Dude. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's the 40th anniversary, so, so how can you say no to that? I mean, that's branding, like you said. Um, but but the thing is, especially when, especially when it was at 49, 49th uh, Stadium, and the thing about it is I actually actually have friends who actually, were actually there, um, you know, actually 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 there that night. And the thing is, that's what got me to, that's what, like, you know, really, um, you know, gave me the WrestleMania bug to, to, to go. And, and, in fact, right after that, I went to the, the WrestleMania the following year. In Dallas, that made mm. thirty-two. That was my very first one. Um, and oh, so we were in the same building then. Same building. In fact, that's when they introduced the um, you know the, the now retired uh, women's championship. You know the, the, the red the red women's title, the, uh, the raw women's title. Eventually. The raw, yeah. Um, and so like that's what replaced the butterfly belt. I remember when when Lita you know did the introduction. It was very fitting that Charlotte would be the one to be to be that inaugural champion. You know. Um, and so, in fact, that was the best match of that night, that women's triple threat match by far, you know, in my estimation, that was by far the best, best match of that night. That's nearly, I sent a whole lot considering that that was like an injury riddled WrestleMania in and of itself. Um, right. You know, oh yeah, that's right. There was yeah. the curse, wasn't there? Rollins got injured and then it just kind of kept happening, didn't it? That was Rollins, weird. Cena, Orton. And some other people, you know, um, you know, and, um, I know, yeah, ended up getting injured. Uh, Sting um, got injured, had to retire. He went to, went to the Hall of Fame, went to the Hall of Fame that year because of it. Um, and that's because, and that's why Undertaker had to end up having that match with Shane McMahon, you know, which was, I was like, yeah, they, they pressed the, the, uh, the panic button on that one. That was, that was desperation right there. And they had to make the most out of that, you know. And Triple H, Triple H, too, he was like, you know, like Thanos in the Avengers, he was like, "Oh, fine, I'll do it myself." Yeah, like, literally. He had to put his boots on again. Who knows? He probably wouldn't have come back if, if not for all those injuries. I don't know if that was originally in the plan, but right. Um, man, yeah, that was weird. That that was a good mania. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and, and, I'm 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 getting flashbacks of all them fireflies, a hundred thousand fireflies when Bray Wyatt came out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, seriously. A, a surprise had, rock match. Everybody had like, their phones out. Yeah. And, um, and of course, and of course, like uh, you know, Cena, Cena came out. This was the thing is he wasn't cleared in time to be on the card, so like he was, you know, cleared after the fact. But um, but yeah, like you know, of course, the Rock with the flamethrower, you know, for, for Roman's entrance. Um, and of course, Triple H had uh, had the Ghostbusters entrance with Stephanie. Um, yep. Yeah. And so, so as far as that, and um, and that was they uh, they broke the uh, the Pontiac record for for attendance, like one hundred five thousand. Um, you know, and, and, and thing of thing is that includes standing room only. I mean, that, that includes standing room as well. So, so as mm-hmm. far as that, I I can see that being you know like making sense as far as one hundred five thousand. Now, as far as uh, two nights, they're already hitting over eighty thousand on on, on on both nights each. 
You know what I mean? So it's just like yeah. it's not even not even much of a milestone anymore. You know, like yeah. I mean, and they they have a. I mean, they count a couple of thousand workers and whatnot and yeah. production crews, but still, yeah. it's big numbers of fans actually buying tickets and attending. Um, exactly. Like you know, and the things I've I told the story before. Um, and the th- th- thing about it was that you know I even mentioned uh, the job return as well. The thing about it was that like because um, we because we were talking about WrestleMania experiences, right? And um, and so, so we talked. So like I, I was saying that um, you know, I was talking about like how how like during WrestleMania thirty, like you know, like during each WrestleMania, they they would they would advertise ahead of time the the WrestleMania for the next year, right? Yeah. So like for this year during thirty nine, they're already advertising advertising 40 or even last year during 38 they already advertising ahead of time for 39 so mm-hmm. anyway during 36 which was the pandemic mania the one with, with nobody no fans um you know of course that you know it's a pandemic pandemic mania first yeah. 36 so what they were doing was um i remember like the, one of the commercials uh they, they were showing they were like they were uh, they were advertising three wrestlemanias in a row they advertised 37 38 and 39 all in one commercial all in one commercial that was the one they had Triple H, they had Stephanie, they had Roman, um, they had Cena, and they had Sasha Banks, like um, you know, like as think uh, like like news anchors, like reporters or something like that. And so, um, so like like I said, they said WrestleMania 37 was in Tampa Bay, then they they met, then they uh, revealed WrestleMania 38 in Dallas, and then 39 in Los Angeles. And so, like I remember the commercial like it was yesterday. And so I was saying to myself, 37. I ain't too pressed about it, you know. I guess you know it's, it's a Hogan thing, whatever. But um, but you know, even, even Janelle was like, you know, don't don't let that you know stop you, whatever. And then thirty eight, I was like, yeah, because my schedule it wasn't the cards yet for me. But thirty nine, I was like, out of all these, I'm definitely going. If nothing else, I'm going thirty nine because it's, it's it was in Los Angeles, and so um, and so I was like, all right, great. And plus, I had to get to. A WrestleMania where while Roman is still champion, and right. um, you know, and, and the thing is, WrestleMania 37 was 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 surprisingly greater than I expected because of Sasha versus Bianca, um, in night one, and also because of the triple threat, you know, Roman Edge and and, uh, and Brian, yeah, in night two, you know, and and that win, um, I don't want to take up the show, dominate the conversation, or nothing, but the thing about it was that um, was the thing about it was that that win took Roman's reign from just being great to straight up legendary. Right. I agree. Guys in one night. I mean, I don't think, um, I mean, if you go to a WrestleMania in the next five years, I think Roman will still be champion. So you don't have to worry there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the, the longer it goes on, it seems, I, I think people are getting bored of it. It's, I think it gets more epic. Yeah. I think like, the the good thing about having all these belts in wrestling is that you can focus on having long title reigns um, for certain championships, yeah. for certain prestigious championships, right? right. Um, so they're doing it with Gunther, and they're doing mm-hmm. it with with Roman. Um, you know, and you know, as long as you have this world title that Seth has uh, and other belts that you can kind of not flip flop, but um, have m- more regular changes. Um, it's it, it kind of gets a gives it a good balance. So I mean, I, I say keep keep the Roman thing going. Hey, keep it going. Fix it, you know what I mean? So and, and, yeah. And plus, and plus, it's better 
Because think about it though, Luke, think, think about it like think about it this way. Would you rather have historically long title reigns, or would you rather it be like it was before, where the belts are getting passed around like King or Halloween? Yeah, I definitely prefer longer longer reigns. Here's the thing, right? I don't particularly I mean, belts at the end of the day are, are, are props to yeah. tell the story. So if you can have a great long title reign while also getting the opponents over, the challenges, right. and creating big moments like that, then it's not who goes over, it's who gets over. And the uh, the whole thing with Cody, while I did expect him to win it this year, it propelled his popularity even more because now he's going through that that hard times thing. And yeah. So it really doesn't it doesn't matter that he didn't win it at Mania, and it's it matters more that Roman marches on, because Ooh. now you keep thinking, well, if Cody doesn't win it at Mania, then who is gonna be the one to to really end it? And they're you know they're not stupid to to end the reign. They know it has to be huge. It may end up being Cody down the road, but it seems like when someone wins a belt. All of a sudden, it's okay, great. Now that guy can pass it to this guy in a few months, and that'll right. make sense storyline wise. And then, and then whoever like Seth Rollins is up next, or Finn Balor. So it's it you know, people aren't enjoying the the sort of epicness that it that it's building in the moment, and to go for a thousand plus days and still. Um, have lots of people invested in the title ring and want it to go on longer. Yeah. That is so, that's so much better than, you know, giving, giving everyone their flowers. I mean, it's good to give the appreciation of, like you, you want all those talented people to have their recognition, mm-hmm. but there's all, there sometimes seems to be a, a need to just put a belt on them for the sake of it, to give them that recognition. But yeah. Cody doesn't need a belt right now. Like he's, He's great as a challenger. So, to answer your question, five minutes later, yes, like longer, uh, longer, longer championship reigns. I'm, I'm for, and and like I said, with with the multiple championships you have, you you can have, you can have a couple of hot potatoes in there. But um, right, I think we should get onto Money in the Bank, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and don't apologize for taking up any time. Anything uh, you say is is much valued here, and yeah, I'm here to listen. Yeah, I'm absolutely here to listen. So what we usually do on these uh, predictions, so traditionally, my co-host Anthony and I, we made a competition where we would go against each other and predict pay-per-views, make a little bit of a competition out of it. So that's our, our whole thing, really, is we just, since we were little kids, he's my cousin, since we were little kids, we had to make a competition out of everything. That's why we do the Fantasy Faction too a little bit. So we got together at Mania in L.A., and we sort of we came together and decided uh, he and I should have peace times, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually chat to people in the community more. So uh, so far for these prediction series, uh, we've chatted to um, Nikolai from uh, the Wrestler and the Nerd. He came up from Denmark. We've chatted to A to the K. Uh, last month we had um, Nick from High Side of the Ropes on too, and uh, we you know were engaging in the group message in faction, but we also just wanted to get to know everyone more within our fantasy faction community. So, so that's why uh, I brought you here today, Vaughn. If you will indulge me with some friendly competition surrounding money in the bank. All right. So 
as of recording, and I must stress again, what is it? We're uh, we're twelve days out, so the card's still sort of taking shape, subject mm-hmm. to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it could change between now and then, but uh, right now we've got six pretty solid matches on the card. And um, what I'll ask you to do is, uh, and if you need me to read the card, I will. But um, what you think might be the the opener for um, Money in the Bank? Sorry, um, one yeah, second. Yeah, if you could read the card for me or whatever it's available on the card. Yes. Um, right. So we have Finn versus Seth for the world title. Mm-hmm. We've got Dominic versus Cody. We have the men's Money in the Bank. Um, so we've got Ricochet, Butch, LA Knight, Nakamura, Escobar, and Priest. We have the women's Money in the Bank, Becky, Bailey, Zelina, Io, uh, Zoe Stark. And in just a few hours, they're going to be doing Raw. And I think Trish might get added to that. I think it's Trish versus Raquel. I think so. So, um, I mean, I'll, I think Trish is a pretty solid bet. Yeah. Um, and then also you've got the Bloodline Civil War match. So just got added the other day. So you've got Roman and Solo versus the Usos. So that's uh, five matches at time yeah. of recording. Um, so, I mean, out of them, what would you have as an opener? Ooh, that's, that's a deep card. Out of those, mm, I want to say probably Cody versus Dominic. Are you Dominic? Yeah, um, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Um, even, even though the, the men's money in the bank could go first, but it's just like, uh, you know, I don't know if they're gonna like just start off with money in the bank right away. Uh, even though, like, um, even though wrestling, you know, I remember WrestleMania 32, they started off with with the ladder match, the title, so it's possible. But, but um, yeah, in the yeah in the past they've gone for um sort of money in the bank matches to start, mm-hmm. um, but Cody versus Dominic. Um, I love that Dominic's getting, um, you know, he's in there with a main eventer. Yeah. Um, Anthony and I on previous episodes, I think about a year ago, we said Dominic Mysterio was going to be one, if, if not the hottest heel in pro wrestling. And we kind of said it a little ironically. Mm -hmm. I'll be damned if he's not one of the, at least leading into WrestleMania this year, like hottest heel going i think he was rivaling mjf in a different way like he didn't have to be um dropping f-bombs um everywhere i think i mean dominic when he walked out of the hall of fame on his dad like brilliant angle absolutely brilliant and you know he's kind of um he's made us all you know i think he's this little shit heel um this little chicken yeah but it's great that he's, you know, propelled himself, and he's in that scene now. Um, so, as far as a winner, I don't know if they would dare have Dominic um, win. Not yet. So yeah. So I mean, I, I would predict Cody for the win, but I think Dominic's going to get a really good showing, and I think it will be a very entertaining match. Can definitely see it opening. Yeah. I, I can see that. Um, it's between that and the men's rumble, as far as like the, I mean, the men's money in the bank, as far as open. Yeah, I, 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 I feel as though. Um, 
so yeah so like i said i can see that um mm, if there was one that had to make that that had to start it's probably that and then start off with that and then just end with with the, um, the bloodline civil war you know match that's if you want to be the main event yeah main event so you think cody gets the win i think cody gets the w cody all right all right so we're starting off with cody uh second so would you have men's have yeah. men's money in the bank after this yeah because I, I wouldn't do seth versus finn that early i i'm really scared for this match because the thought came into my head and it won't leave my head and it's that somehow logan paul is going to sneak into this match and win it just the the attraction he brings mm-hmm. he is money in the bank to wwe right he absolutely is and he he took his his big loss at Mania. Seth got his big W. We assume that that uh, rivalry is over. But you know, by having him come into this match, you you revive Logan Paul. You get him back on track because it, by all accounts, it looks like he's going to be coming in every so often. And then Seth the champion, so they could pick the interactions again. Um, I just. I don't know. I think the internet would definitely blow up. Just the image. I don't know. Logan Paul with the briefcase. It uh, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> but for the for the story, for the I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean that that's my wild prediction. I'm, yeah. There's... So I don't know who. I mean, I guess who would you like to see coming out of this with the briefcase? Like thinking of future title opportunities for some of these guys, like. Priest is in the main event scene now. Mm. Nakamura is always floating around there. Um, and then you've got um, LA Knight, who's on the rise. Um, even though they keep trying to shove it in our face that he's a heel, he just keeps getting over because his promos are too good. Um, so I don't know. Who's, who's your pick? Man, out of all of them, including like Ricochet and who else? Um, Butch. Butch, yeah, Butch definitely. Escobar. They definitely not get it. Yeah. Um, that's the bottom definitely not get it. Um, I find it. I find it funny that that, that um, uh, uh, no, I, I was thinking about Ross. I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, but the thing is, like as far as that, uh, I'm probably going. Hmm. I want to say Nakamura, mm. but because of. Wild card pick for me would be LA Knight, just because of how popular he's gotten, and you just cannot ignore it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like the fact that Shamberger just uh, Rob Shamberger just did a painting of LA Knight. You know, it's real nice too, by the way. Um, it's just like, like I said, just you know, just just popularity, just people just just being fascinated. You know, just want to see more of them. You know what I mean? In, in fact, um, remember when he? I remember when he was in NXT. Cameron Rhymes and I was thinking myself, yeah, LA Knight would be more of the WWE prototype. Yeah. You know, um, you know, in, in, in comparison to Cameron and his in, in the show. You know, so um I would say Nakamura, but LA Knight would be the wild card. That's my dark horse. Dark horse pick LA Knight. T predictions Nakamura. All right. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, the, the thing I really love about 
ladder matches and what you you really have to have is is a good blend of people. So, I mean, if you just take Ricochet, Butch, and Escobar, even if you had a triple threat with those three, they're tearing the house down. Yeah. So you know that they're going to carry um, a lot of this match in terms of high spots, um, just getting the fans energized. Um, LA Knight. So the top three favorites, obviously, LA Knight, Nakamura, Priest. They seem, seem to be... The booking seemed to be stalling on night. So that's that's why he it, it sort of takes him out of it for me. I but think then again, so, Damian, then again, Priest. I just thought about Priest because you know, because because yes, he did have the match with Rollins, and this dissension yeah. started to take place in the judgment day. So So Priest Priest is my pick. Yeah. Um just cut like after the um after the backlash show, mm-hmm. um that main event with Bad yeah. Bunny. Friggin' electric, which I've gone back and watched three times. Um, but after that, you know, that was kind of a really big test for him in terms of main event guy. And it sounds like he's being thought of uh, backstage uh, as that guy um, coming to the forefront. I mean, we, we know, you know, people adore Finn Balor, but really, if, if you're looking at the Judgment Day and who's next up, um, it's Priest. Yeah, And I, I think... I think they're going to cause that dissension or carry on that dissension. Yeah. Within judgment day by having priest, you know, take that, um, take that briefcase Finn possibly being resentful for it. And then, um, and then, yeah, kind of, I don't know if they're going to remove priest from judgment day or whether they're going to remove Finn from it. Um, but this, yeah, this is going to add tension, but yeah, I, I think priest is probably my favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna have to switch that switch that thing now that you explain it. Um, you know, because the thing is, I think makes sense, Bruce, right? Bruce, Bruce Wright need, would need it more than Nakamura at this point, even though even though Shinsuke's got some was fired back after um after having that like, match with Muda in, in Japan. But um, but the thing the thing about it is just like storyline standpoint from that type of keeping that consistency. Yeah, I'm at yeah I'm at the uh, Daniels because he's got more momentum. Um, now that you mentioned it, you know, yeah. in regards to things, things, the judgment day starting to slowly unravel. Um, he's he's, so, he's got that most the most upstart, you know, potential, right? Yeah. Um, L A Knight for um, you know, he'll get his moments, but he's uh, he's on the older side. Yeah, he and, is. Um, and also, I mean, I don't know if Triple H still has this, or, or if Triple H has this kind of thinking, but L A Knight is, um. I don't think he's a six foot guy, right? Or he's not a six foot three, four kind of not, guy. He's, he's barely six foot. I, I don't see him being being like six one. Yeah. So um, I so I don't I don't know if that will um I don't know if that mentality is still there. Um, right. perhaps not on Raw because of um, you know, you've got a lot of um guys who look different than Roman um, right. going for world title opportunities, you know, like Yassess and the and, and Bala. Yeah. Um Right, so you're changing your prediction to Priest then? Yeah, I'm going to go, go Priest. All right. Let it be known, listeners, that King Von Jr. of the Victorious Ones is a flip-flopper. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, no, so, yeah, my 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 wild card will be a Logan Paul then. Somehow, some way. And if they don't do it... Yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not going with Logan. I'm, going, I'm keeping that keeping Damian on that one. No, um, it's a, it's yeah. a disgusting thought. Uh, right. 
match three, what do you think? So we've got the women's money in the bank, we've got the world title, and then we've got the bloodline. Mm. You don't want to have back-to-back money in the bank matches. So I will go with, all right, then, so just for the sake of continuity, you know, you have to space the, space the ladder matches out. So mm-hmm. I picked um, Cody versus Dominic as, as the first match. Then I went with um, I went with the men's money in the bank. So yep. that leaves the world title. And of course, I'm going with Seth to retain the belt. That's to retain. Um, this is an interesting week um, because Seth is uh, defending against Braun Breaker, right? Yeah. On Tuesday's yeah. NXT. Yeah. So that kind of gives it away that Seth will be coming away with the win there. Um, even though, even though it, it, it probably will, it probably will be a banger. They, they seem to be hot, uh, very hot on Bron breaker right now. And I think they are, this is his, his test, even though, you know, world title seems really, um, really up there. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a, you know, a stretch for a guy in NXT, but yeah. If you're going to test him against anyone, then then you know Seth is that that litmus test, and um, you know now now that Carmelo now that it's Melo's time in um, NXT, you might as well take Braun up to the main roster because he he might just be coasting around in NXT the longer he stays there. Now I think you know I think he's ready to to make some waves, and um, and I think he's going to be on Raw uh, also. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll be way after Raw, but, um, so he's going to set up that angle, but as far as the money in the bank match, yeah, uh, Seth's got to come away with it. We will see. So here's the thing. Does priest, um, does priest come out in the middle of this match? Let's assume this is, uh, after priest has won money in the bank. Let's say our predictions have come true. Does you know? Does Priest come down and, and tease it during this match? Hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, because he's gonna he's gonna end up distracting somebody, right? Because he because Priest has got to have that get back. There was a match uh, recently, right, where Finn came out. Actually, yeah, it was Rollins versus Priest, right? And then Finn right. comes out and uh, and ultimately gets the distraction in. So now, you know. Does Priest carry that on? Um, mm-hmm. And we get that Judgment Day dissension. Right. So I'm thinking. So I'm thinking if if Finn were to get it, the Priest would just cash in him. Um, or it could be, or it could be like Rollins wins, keeps the belt. I got Rollins keeping it, and then and then, and then the Priest, you know, like uh, Priest looking look, uh, looking to cash in, and um, you know, as, as far as that. And then, of course, that creates that dissension with the judgment day themselves. So, I mean, he's right there. You know what I mean? Like, you ran one faction breakup, then you have another high-profile high uh, faction breakup. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's written right there. I would say right after the match. That's my prediction. So, so, so Seth's got to win, right? Yeah, I've, 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 I've said absolutely. Especially, especially with the 
you know, with that shade, that zinger that he threw at Finn Balor as far as, you know, having the longer title reign than him already. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. Especially him being the one that, that was the reason he didn't get that long title reign. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's where they came from. So, you know, I mean, that was a super duper low blow. Bigger low blow than uh, than the ones that the China would give, you know, uh, give her. mean low blows. Them, yeah, oh my God, that's what that was, um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? so, so, so both gone Seth. So that must mean the next uh, the next one would be the women's money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So we got Becky Bailey, Io, Zelina, Zoe Stark. And as a recording, Trish or Raquel. Um, I think Trish is getting in. Yeah, I, oh. think, yeah she's going to, I think she's going to take it. But then again, it's going to take a spot away from Raquel. That's true. So you never and, know if, if Becky's going to, if Becky might cost that, might cost Trish an opportunity. And um, that's where I'm conflicted. Yeah. So yeah. it, so Trish could. Trish could, uh, oh, Becky could cost Trish against Raquel, mm-hmm. and then right. Trish comes back and costs Becky, and then you get the SummerSlam blow off, right? Yeah. Um, actually, now that now that we talk about it, I think that is what's going to happen, huh? You got to hold off the Becky Trish uh, interactions a little longer. Yeah. Leave, leave so. that cooking a little bit longer, and then I you get your so. big SummerSlam blow off. Yeah, I think so. Just just because just because you know because the thing is you don't want to take you don't want to hold up. Take up a, a spot from from you know from somebody like some somebody like uh, like Raquel who's who's on who's on the rise from somebody right. like like Trish who's who's already been there and done that literally literally yeah. the Hall of Fame already you know what I mean so yeah. um, even though I think Trish is, is greater but still at the same time it's just like you know it's, it's like one of those things where um, almost like the, the Shawn Michaels effect in the sense that oh you know what, I meant to bring up my greatest wrestlers we could do that like near the end. I want yeah, to yeah. cover those two questions later. Definitely. But, um, but you know, it's almost like the Shawn Michaels effect in the sense that, in the sense that even though Shawn Michaels was already on GOAT status when he came back, um, certain op- certain shots he didn't need, like as far as like, you know, like he didn't need to be, you know, like didn't, didn't, need, didn't, didn't need to be the world champion um, that long. You know, he had, mm-hmm. he had to go once, but at the same time, he didn't need, need to carry the company. Um, anymore like that so it's just about him elevating the next talent like you know letting other people you know have their shine and and you know let, let you know letting others eat you know what i mean so yeah. i'm thinking that even though trish is a heel even though she's more of, of a full-time basis kind of like you know kind of like the hbk thing but at the same mm-hmm. time you know like, you know even edge to a certain extent as as well in the sense that even though you're a legend um you, you know you still want to you still want to like uh, create opportunity you know like at least um let others eat at, eat at the table as well. So yeah. I'm thinking that Trish is going to do that when it comes to the women's side of it. Yeah. And paying back what, um, you know, the, the stardom you, you gain as, as a legend, you know, it's, it's thanks to, um, you know, you've been afforded that because of people who came before you and, and have paved the road. And it's just, it's a continual, you know, paving and, and, and evolution. And I think that Trish, um, I mean, she's 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 doing it now, isn't she? She's with uh, Zoe Stark. Absolutely, getting her over. That's um, testament. Yeah, uh, you know, and eventually, 
you know, we can expect that Becky will come out uh, of the feud. Um, and that's not that Becky needs to be put over, but right. have, you know, having Becky have that win over Trish is again, you know, would be a great thing. Um, you know, that's Trish putting her over and then for a third putting over, um, you know, you could have Trish, um, uh, sorry, you could have Raquel beat Trish, uh, on Raw tonight in the qualifier. So then in such a short space of time, it's Trish, you know, putting one, two, three people, um, over. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've got to say this, this version of Trish Stratus, I'm glad, you know, we've, we've got to heal Trish again. I'd almost Mm -hmm. sort of forgotten what that was like. You know what I mean? Um, and she just, she's, she's executing her spot so well. Her, her appearances, um, are, um, I mean, I was going to say sporadic, but they are quite regular, aren't they? It's, it's nice to see her around and putting, um, yeah, someone like Zoe Stark in that role and she'll probably help her during the match. Um, and maybe that'll, uh, that'll lead to the win, um, for one of the other girls. I, I think I'm pretty convinced EO is going to come out winning. I think so. Um, because damage control is just about that string is just about ready to snap. It's it's right there, and it. I mean, Dakota is is out for a while, isn't she? So yes. um, there's no point trying to keep this damage control thing together. And EO versus Bailey down the line um, yes. would be a great match to come out of this. So um, I I think EO comes out of this winning, and then putting the briefcase on the line against Bailey. At a later date, I think that's the most um, that would be the most interesting outcome for me. Anyway, I agree. Um, that that would be the, everything that we're talking about is all storyline based. Whether it's yep. the men's money in the bank, as far as Damian Priest, um, you know, as far like uh, like uh, and, you know, within that throwing that in there within you know like the Seth versus Finn uh, match, and then when it comes yep. to women's money in the bank, that storyline connection when it, when it comes to when it comes to, um, when it comes to like. Becky and Trish, and then also EO, EO and Bailey. So it's just like everybody has their own um, storylines within within these matches. And so, and, and plus another thing is um, when it comes to Trish, you know, it's, it's just like you know with, with the way that she's investing um, in in the, in the future of the women's division, the fact that she had that she has Zoe Stark um, under her wing like that. You know, what I mean, it mm-hmm. shows show that that she's accepted that mentor position, accepted that OG position, if you will, when it comes to um, you know, that, that when it comes to like using your legend status for good, you know, and, the, and, and, and in fact, speaking of the Trish and Shawn Michaels um, connection, if you will, uh, since Shawn Michaels is running NXT, by the way, yesterday was 35 years of, of HBK in WWE. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, yeah, yesterday was 35th anniversary. I'm going to get one of my HBK 35th anniversary shirts or something eventually after this interview. Um, Probably where, get a good pension being around that long. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, you better believe it. And and then now, and the thing is, of course, you know, since Sean, you know, he's been putting, he's been, he's been putting the next, uh, gener- next uh, era over for years. Whether, whether yeah. it was like Kurt Angle's, Jericho's, Cena, especially, you know what I mean. So 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 yeah. So he's been doing it, and now with NXT being a producer, and he's and he's you know like um, producing producing young talent, new talent like I right. said, uh, Carmelo. Zoe Starks, you know what I mean? All, all these, all these other people, you know what I mean? When it, when it comes to that, Wesley, you know what I mean? All, all these, all these guys, um, you know, and, and ladies under HBK's weight, HBK's weight, yeah. and and so, so now you have Trish, 
bringing uh, bringing Zoe Stark under her wing on the main roster. So she's giving back um, in her own way. So that's why I was a little, uh, t- you know, t- uh, taken back a little bit when um I mean it makes makes a little rant like when when, when Natalia, you know, was a uh, throwing Trish's name out there like that in terms mm-hmm. of you know, like legends taking people's spots and stuff like that. No, the thing is Trish has value. Trish yes. is where you are going to be when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Trish is on the hierarchy. I respect Natty as a you know legend, heart foundation, you know family and stuff like that. But come on, I would expect that. I would expect a comment like that from you know from, from somebody younger. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But like yeah, you know, because because the thing is, Trish is like I said, she's she's going out of her way to you know to you know like like said, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, uh, give, give it back and and elevating somebody coming after her the fact that the fact that she becky's already established but to to, to afford the opportunity to have a dream match with her same when when trish had that dream match had that uh, match with charlotte back in 2019 right you know what i mean so like you know so, so you know so, so, so trish is um is you know is, is 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 going in there when it comes to just adding extra value adding extra credibility she's not there to like just to be a glory hall you know what I mean? So what she does, she's in there and it matters. Yes. And that's so, so yeah, so Natalia there uh sort of played into a narrative that um that I mean that's happened before, you know, legends um want to come back and go over and sort of relive the glory days. Right. Rather than rather than pass that on. I kind of feel like Goldberg did that a little bit. Yeah. Um, too much. Um, I mean, Hogan I know he. As well. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg. Think about Go, who who's Goldberg put over since he he came back. I mean, he put Lesnar over, but he um, didn't, Lesnar didn't need to go over. Um, I know. I know he. I know. Um, I, I know. Um, I think he. Um, I, um, I think he, he like put Roman. I guess over. Roman. Yeah, as as something at one point. Um, he, he, uh, you know, um, he, he did put Roman over. But the thing is, Goldberg still wants to, you know, continue to, to you know, try to like, you know, hog up, hog up the spotlight when, when it's not even about you anymore. So it's just like, yeah. you put Bobby Lashley over, but um, but he's, you know, Goldberg still has sour grapes about not having a quote-unquote final ending. But you know, like in W in the WWE universe, WWE multiverse, you aren't even war- you haven't even warranted that. So, right, Undertaker and- could, get, could get that. He did. Shawn Michaels could afford to. He did, you know, but yeah. you not so much. Yeah, he's he's um, a bigger name in the wrestling landscape. His WWE days, um, I mean, he's not he's not really even a WWE legend, is he? I mean, his his first run that first year was, you know, kind of fell flat. Yeah, it did. and since he came back, it's it's been, you know, just kind of Goldberg Smash Mouth matches. Yeah, so. Um, I mean, I don't even know who who his blow off match would be. I yeah. mean, he just had too many bad ones. Yeah, because um, the thing is, the, the the shine has 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 worn off so badly. You know, like that. You know, has has, has worn off so much. It's like nobody even cares anymore. Like, and the right. thing is, um, you know, I, and if you think I'm, you know, like like super harsh on Goldberg, you know, like I said, you know, like I know these job tiers references a lot. If you go back and. and if you have a conversation with Janelle, she'll be way more uh, 
unhinged than I am. You know what I mean? I uh, yeah, I've, I've I'm a little, I'm a little more a little more diplomatic in, in in the in the way that in the way that that event. But the thing is, just like, dude, how dare you? You know what I mean? Like, you're not when it comes to the WWE landscape, you're not that guy. Like WCW, yeah. yes, but that company has been out of business for 22 years, and so um, and the thing is, you've had you know, and, and she said this, she said the same thing. And the fact that Goldberg had a falsified streak, the streak that that one eighty seven that was falsified. He was not getting that like legit that that many wins like that. Like even on house shows, he wasn't racking mm. up that many wins like that. That was that was just for the sake of the mystique. Undertaker, his streak, you actually saw that happen in real time. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. So undeniable. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And and, 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 and plus, you know, the fact that Goldberg, you know, was, was just squashing. A bunch of tomato cans, you know what I mean? So like he wasn't really going up. I mean, like when he went up against Regal, that that like started to, like expose him for, for for a minute. Um, you know, that, that yep. match right there, you know. So when you know, apparently he was clearly he was ducking Jericho. I uh, had to be good reason behind it. Um, you know, so that's why he wasn't in WWF sooner because you know, I mean, yeah, it would have been dream match for him versus Austin, but Bell to Bell, Austin would have dog walked. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, he, he wasn't that guy. In in that year, they wanted him to go on a big, great year run as a big, great main event guy. Mm-hmm. But he those limitations just meant it, it flopped. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, Shawn Michaels would have wrestled rings around him. Of course. Oh, my God. Uh, Zillian Vega wrestled rings around Goldberg. That's oh, no disrespect to Zillian Vega, actually. We haven't mentioned her in this match. Ah. Um Massively over after the backlash pay per view, for obvious reasons. But she, you know, she's still technically the queen of the ring. Um, and definitely, I love seeing her in this match too because again, she, you know, much like uh, a ricochet or an Escobar in the men's match, you know, um, she's able to put on great spots. You know, she's got the, you know, she's she's on the smaller side because so she's very quick. Yeah. Um, uh, as a very sort of um, quick, snappy move set. So um, I expect some good spots out of her in this match. I think she'll be a standout in this one. Um, but so I guess we're both going EO on that one, right? Yeah, I'm going EO. EO, sure. Right. So brings us to the main event then. Um, mm. Which, interesting. So you. We would have thought that the world title match was going to be the main event, but then this match gets announced, and clearly this one's going to, this one has to close the show, because um, <laughs> the world title, the bloodline story comes over a world title. I think nowadays still, which a testament to that story. So we had, we finally got the seemingly like end of the bloodline faction. We still got the story, right? But last week. Uh, Roman got super kicked into oblivion and the Usos are out. And so you've got the tiny group of Roman solo and, uh, and the wise man, Paul Heyman. And they're going to take on the Usos. So, uh, where do we go? Where do we go with this? Do you know, do we, do we get someone, do we get someone coming in and adding to the story? How I'm just trying to think how this story develops during and after this match. Um, Someone so, isn't Dwayne. Um, I, no, yeah. I don't think Dwayne. Um, no. I'm trying to think who is, is anyone. Does it work within, for him, brother? 
is anyone within the family um, currently signed to WWE or, or free agents, you know, that could make a shocking debut? Um, I thought there was another brother in NXT somewhere, but... Uh, is it jo- Jonathan Fatu, is that who Jonathan it is? Jonathan Fatu, I think so. Uh, yeah. So, who knows? Mm. There's got to be, like, there's always a twist. That's the yeah. thing. There's always a twist with it. Yeah, always um, hanging, hanging, hanging there somewhere. They, they in the corner somewhere, just popping up out of nowhere, left and right. I mean, they got it. They probably got to be another Anawani, you know, Fratu somewhere, somewhere just, 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 just sneak out there. I don't even know, you know what I mean? Because they, they just, you know, Anthony, um, yeah. I've heard Tamina's name being tossed around. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, any, um, any, anytime there's a, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but anytime there's someone named Fatu or Anawani of, from that lineage, you know, uh, available that that's that, that can wrestle, that's got size, it's like, yeah. yeah, bring them on. All right, then, hey, was, you know, he'd probably, probably call into one, like, hey, uh, you got any more cousins left or something like that. So, never know. <laughs> you know for, yeah, and, and the thing is, for people that, that, that think that Vince doesn't have a type, he does. Yeah. Oh, three types. Time. Three types, um, Giants, Lions, and Samoans. And so, you know, um, you know, the only way I see Roman winning is if this is, you know, is if another, uh, you know, five two somewhere, um, you know, that, that joins his side. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, because he he'll he'll be desperate now, right? Like, yeah. if the the kind of modeling this off uh, off mafia movies, so. Right now, his um, his sort of his acolytes and his, his the people around him are falling off. Yeah. So now he has to do some recruiting mm-hmm. in order to to sort of fill those voids, um, as to not lose that you know that tippity top spot. Right. Um. And also, I just thought this this reign he's on now thousand and something days. Yeah. Man's not defended since. WrestleMania, right? We we're on. We sh- we need to start a counter of how many days since he's defended it because I've it's got to be like ninety, almost a hundred days now, right? Yeah, is is it? I was I'll say it's uh, I'll say it's it's got it's got at least two. Let's see, WrestleMania was in April. April. The first weekend of April. We're now mid June. Yeah. April, so April, May. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So what happened? Like we met late March because that, that WrestleMania was like a early, early April was you know like so you know early April was, was that weekend. So that so that was the very first official weekend in April. So that yeah. is past the 60 day mark. That is uh like I said that, that's about 60 you know actually no that's that's more like 70 day mark you know yeah point. yeah so um yeah so it's about like 77 days at least um, I think I, I think we should start a counter <laughs> on Twitter or something. Oh my gosh! Like days days since Roman has actually defended. These are thousand yeah. days, man. Yeah, yeah. The, might yeah. be. Might be fudge numbers. Oh might be fudge, might have to check the accounting on this one. Seriously. So who do you uh, who do you see winning? Mm. Barring an extra um, family member, mm-hmm. barring another uh, Samoan coming through. I I have a feeling that Usos are gonna take it just for the sake of you know for, for the sake of revenge, for the sake of 
um, you know, Jay finally being free, and this would be, you know, like probably it's, it's, it's sort of their come up, but you know, like I'm finally getting their payback on, on Roman, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and the thing, especially considering that they warrant that, that Roman has warranted this, you know, he, he's he's brought this on himself. The the yeah. only betrayal that has happened on Roman's watch was Seth Rollins. That was the only mm-hmm. betrayal when the shield when the shield uh, broke up, but everything else, that's on him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from Sammy to Jimmy and Jay. Yeah, so I, I feel as though, um, you know, you know, eventually the, the tyrant, the, the tyrant's going to end up having to, you know, to take you know take quite a few L's, and we're starting to see his downfall. Usos, right? For the sake of competition. I'm going to go the opposite and go with Roman and Solo. Mm. And I'm going to try and justify it by... So I'm pulling this out of my ass. But uh, Roman and Solo, you can't have them go zero and two. That'd be shocking. Like, what does Solo do then? If Solo yeah. if Solo takes eats another pin? Um, I mean, who knows? Solo could take the pin and then Roman starts, you know, getting doubts about solo um i i'm i think no i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna assume we're gonna get a twist and someone is gonna come in and help roman and solo and then they um they get someone on board i don't know who but someone um and i think i mean usos usos had a great moment they had their moment um when they super kick Roman out of the group. Right. Now, like let's swing it back in the other direction. Um Roman Roman is Roman took a loss at the last uh at the what was it to uh, Night of Champions. I mean he wasn't pinned but took a loss there. So you know kind of keep the wave or the pendulum sort of swinging back and forth uh as much as you can and then who knows how that'll come out at uh at SummerSlam. Um you know solo could be a secret Mole, I don't know. Uh, not a mole, but Solo could be actually working with the Usos. I believe that. Um, yeah. but, Rob. Solo could be not. Yeah. But for that night, I'm going to go Roman Solo. Mm. And then that'll be the decider in our uh, in our little competition of, uh, of Cheap Pop Wrestling versus the Victorious Ones. Money in the bank predictions. Obviously, we'll, we'll stress again, card subject to change because we're about 12 days out. Uh, but this will come out... Uh, right before the event so who who knows when people are listening to it all these matches might be way out the window yeah. um but Vaughn, thank you thanks for coming on me and i'll just keep you a little bit longer uh if you will you sure. mentioned before your top 50 list and we actually talked about it um mm-hmm. when i came onto your show you're impressive like uh top 50 wrestlers so right. um and i heard you talking about it too um when you were chatting to uh Jobbity's podcast so um yeah if you wanted to if i can give you the floor for a second so what what is this basically top 50 wrestlers list and and how sort of did it come together all right great great you know i'm glad i'm, I'm glad i'm on a platform where i could you know explain it to, to more people so um you know so, so the concept of the, of the top 50 wrestlers list and which so happens uh you know to be on the same day that uh black wrestling comes out with their yeah, 50 beside the line plugging nobody else but it's very fitting that I'm bringing up this list on the day. But the funny thing is that um, with the concept of my top 50 greatest wrestlers list, 
is that you know what happened was um actually started originally concept originally came in 2015 because i asked because what happened was i had seen wwe come out um with their 50 greatest superstars list in, tw- in 2010 and i was very uh dissatisfied with it it was mm-hmm. so bad to the point that stone cold um even went on twitter and said i disagree with 85 percent of this list and it was more than just him being number three on there but that's another story um anyway like i said you know just just out of an urge to get my voice out and just for the sake of somebody who likes to clap back every you know once in a while um I, I can't i came up with my own top 50 list at that time and so um and so you know so like i said you know it, it, it fit it fit the time so long story short um as time goes on i start seeing uh the likes of roman uh make his rise seth rollins um daniel bryan i start taking considering him even more and so uh you know and the thing is in the meantime i was looking at other lists and just you know just kind of like sorting out which ones i like which ones i don't there was a lot of stuff that you know that wasn't really too keen on um certain wrestlers were ranked in places that wholeheartedly disagreed with um you know what i mean like i seen bret hart rank number 16 on one list um mm-hmm. Angle ranked 34th and stuff like that so i was like you know what i need to do something that they that puts them where I feel that as though as though they could be in a consensus, like where where they deserve to be ranked at. And right. so the thing is, I went with the PWI um, criteria when it comes to like uh, technical ability, um, win loss record, championships, cultural imp- impact, influence, drawing power, things like that. And so mm-hmm. what I so what I did was like you know what. Um, and then and the thing is like the the and the thing it's like the bug really started to kick in by the time about like last year and so i started seeing roman continue to progress i don't want to sound like i'm dragging over my explanation but the thing about it was that it was it was just an urgency to you know just, just to get my voice out there and and just and and, just, and, 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 and at least to, at least to give at least to give homage to those from the past respect yeah. those in the present the, the present legends and also like future, you know, like respect the past and also uh, embrace the, respect the past and embrace the future basically. Mm-hmm. So respect the legends like, you know, like your Brunos and, and Andres and, and so on and so forth, you know, probably raised, you know, got Dustin guys like that. And mm-hmm. also as well as, you know, your in-betweens like your Austins, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart's, and also um, also acknowledging, if you will, pun intended, um, your your future legends like let's say your Romans, your Ortons, Cena's guys like that are future Hall of Famers, and mm-hmm. so I, so it's just a mix of of different eras, and yep. so it's just like you know just just an homage to you know like I said you know, and like just just homage homage to wrestling in and of itself, and so it was it was like it was a passion project. I was like, look, as as soon as I get as soon as I get this podcast going. I'm definitely gonna, you know, just, just definitely, gonna, you know, definitely hit the ground with running this list. And I made sure mm-hmm. to do it a little bit after WrestleMania, and 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 the thing is, when WWE um, and, like announced that they announced it was like 60 years, 60 years since the WWE title was created, I was like, yep. all right, then now it's time for me to release this list. And um, so, like, so, so that's, that's that's really what it was. It's just it's just acknowledging those that that um that have made the biggest imprint um, in wrestling history. 
Yeah. I mean, looking at the top 10, it's hard to argue. I mean, one of the criteria there, talk about competition. Um, so you have Stone Cold and The Rock, number one and two. Yeah. There. Um, I, I think I think I mentioned this when we talked about the list on, on your podcast. For The Rock to be number two, had to take has to take you know a mega star number one to put the rock there and um i mean if really if we're talking about competition i mean austin blew all the competition out the water and uh you can say i mean you could say well did he did he have vince in it was he in vince's ear did, how much uh, uh uh influence did he have backstage mm-hmm. how much politicking did he do? I mean, when whenever Stone Cold has um, uh, described sort of his booking, it, it, he seems very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, that's that's what it takes. I mean, he and he's very protective of his character. You know, I mean, that's got that attitude got him into you know a couple of sticky situations a couple of times. You know, when he walked out, but mm-hmm. I mean, that just shows the true desire of that guy to be at the top and his whole thing was if you're not there to be at the top if you're not there to be the guy then what's the point in in being there uh and a lot of uh that attitude um i get excuse the pun because he was around in the attitude era but he um yeah he he got himself to that number one spot um and he put himself um he put himself in a position where i i mean i'm an i'm an austin mark so I, I don't. I think it's undeniable, certainly based on these criteria, um, that Austin belongs at the top there. And then, I mean, looking down the top ten list, look at two: The Rock, and you've got Undertaker, um, Flair, Michael, Cena, Hart, Hogan, Triple H, Sting. Talk about a faction. Yeah. Um, and each one of those um, members have. I guess been an undeniable number one at one point where in whether it be different eras or different companies. Um, and then what have we got? Influence, drawing power. Yeah. I mean, it, Austin really, I mean, no, the guys that came before, like the, the, I guess Hogan's and go so far as back to the Bruno Sammartino's, they, they kept the, you know, the wrestling within, uh, you know, they kept eyes on the product, but would, would wrestling be where it is today without Austin's sort of popularity and mainstream presence? You know, I don't know. Um, it, it, it needed that. Um, but, um, so this list has been a multi-year process then, right? It has, it has um, like when, when it comes to, um, like, like, like I said, just, 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 just when it came to like researching, you know, just, yeah. just, you know, just, just, just evaluating like, like I said, you know, just, 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 just coming across different lists that that that, that just came just came out, and yeah. um, like I said, when we, like Sports Illustrated did the 101 greatest list, and so I, I look look around IGN did uh, top 50 lists and stuff like that. So it's just it's just 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 a matter just a matter of, of like I said, just just researching, and also I mean of course a lot of it's you know much of this opinion based even with facts. Um, yeah. You know, so, it's, you know, so because wrestling is the most subjective art form you know, sport, whatever, like all time. So, um, so of course the thing is so subjective that you have that everybody establishes their own criteria and support like that. Right. And so, um, so based off my criteria, a lot of, a lot of what I did was, um, 
like I said, I, I looked at those who are the most consensus choices mm-hmm. at, at each spot and, and just evaluate who checks off more historical boxes, basically, yeah. you know, in terms of, in, in terms of title reigns, um, how important you were as a champion, what type of uh, imprint that, that you left on, that you left on wrestling, um, yep. like, culture, like as far as influence, as far as like, mm-hmm. you know, with generations, generations that, that, that you influenced, um, like I said, drawing power, Austin, Rock, top notch yep. when it comes to that, um, you know, in, in, in just a short amount of time. And so, and so, and so like I said, match, and of course, like in-ring work, um, technical ability, that's why you have your Bret Hart's there. That's why you have Shawn Michaels there. Um, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels has the edge when it comes to the influential side. You know what I mean? Like, and also just when it comes to uh, the catalog that he had when it comes when it came to his initial catalog, what he did initially as, as a champion, and then, and then when he came back, and just yeah. how he just added to that, added to his legend. So that's why yeah. he, that's why he's in, in, that's why he's in the top five. Um, Undertaker, just because of his longevity. Because of his quality match getting better, he meant for WrestleMania. That's that's the cultural impact in and of itself. He's the phenom, just the greatest character of all time. He's Undertaker. Ric Flair speaks for itself, right? Um, Hogan, like I said, he made he made a massive imprint, but at the same time, um, I think when it came to his, his impact, is has uh, been tarnished. You know, if, if you will, in terms of in, ter- in terms of how he's been. Outside yeah. of wrestling, you know what I mean. So his, his persona yeah. um, has, has, been, has, has, um, has definitely taken um, definitely taken a bullet, if you will. That's mm-hmm. why you know I got Austin and, and you know Austin Rock ahead of him. So um, and so 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 as far as that, and then like like I said, like like the, these guys are. I think I felt, I felt as though they moved the needle the most, even when it came to Triple H. You know, say you know say what you want about him. Um, at the same time, he's he he's had his He's had um, his fingerprint on so many different integral moments in wrestling. And when it comes yeah. to factions, DX, Evolution, you know, you name it. And, and even when he's been doing um, with NXT later on. And so and it's, it's just that, like I said, he's, right. he's been heavily involved in so many different storylines. Um, I get it with the, the McMahon connection. So that's kind of like why I don't have him higher. And so, but, but at the same time, like I said, his body of work is enough to at least put him in a top 10 conversation. Um, Sting, like I said, he would have been higher, but the thing is because of the TNA Joker stuff and, and just, and, you know, as far as that and, and him missing, missing so much time before he ended up, ended up coming back and, and, and things like that. But, yeah. you know, because of who he was in WCW, that means a whole lot. Um, you know what I mean? So, like I said, Bret Hart, like I said, his, his main strength was uh, was technical um, skills and yeah. his body and, and his rest in his body of work and what you know and things like that only thing that held him back was you know of course his uh mike skills and uh and, and the crossover like drawing power that that austin had but other than that he makes it so yeah i i'm always uh i'm impressed with how you know sting uh for for so long when wwe was uh the number one you know after wcw closed um, it seemed like for, for the most part, that's where you had to go, um, to be somebody, right? But Sting, Sting, Sting star power just stayed with him, didn't it? Didn't fade, he he kept busy, um, and uh, you know, would would TNA 
be where it was or where it is today uh you know would that have been a a folding company before now without uh sting i think um i mean he's dead for him to do that for him to stay so relevant not being on uh quote unquote the grandest stage of them all for so long right that's a real testament to that guy yeah. um and also i mean you you're right before when you mentioned you know you know lists are um subjective um sure but i think it, in, in my opinion with regards to this list that you know that kind of would be underselling it a bit you know a lot of people make lists a lot of people have opinions and while everyone's opinion is valued um and while everyone's subjective opinion is valued um you know different opinions come with different weight and i think the fact that you've um carefully considered this this list and taken so long with it and actually put you know much of your passion for pro wrestling and um you know and your your thought into it i think i don't think i mean i know that this list um i think definitely carries more weight than someone you know, let's say a website that has 500,000 followers, but not necessarily has the passion that, that you have towards wrestling and clearly, clearly have. So I think, um, yeah, this, this top 50 wrestlers list, I mean, we'll, we'll do all we can to get this out there for you. Cause it looking through, I don't want to give it all away for people. I want them to check it out, but, um, subjective or not, it, it carries a lot of weight. So, um, I mean, this is, uh, this is online, is it? People can yes. check this out. Yes. Um, so wh- where can they check that out? All right. Um, yes. So so so, um, so 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 of course, if you follow follow me on Twitter at three hundred one King Von Gier, I have it on there. And also on Instagram at um, at Victorious Ones Podcast. Um, so it's, it's on there. And also, you know, like I said, I'm also like um, I'm like also like on WordPress. I'm, I've been I've been sending sending um, send links out as well. And so like mm-hmm. the thing is like I'm on there. Like on, on like as far as that, um, like I said, I've, I've been I've been releasing the list piece by piece, and so uh, so not so so far. Even though I've already released it on social media, right? Yep. But this at the same you know it's, it's like on my social media pages. It's just at the same time, like you know I've, I've had you know, some so much stuff going on, but at the same time I'm I'm more like twenty through eleven as far as like releasing it. Because the thing is, um, like on, on my main uh, article page, my WordPress, I actually mm-hmm. have you know, d- different parts of the list on there. And, and that's like where I give explanations as to why, you know, these wrestlers are where they are. Just like to give the, give the story on them and like their accomplishments yeah. and stuff. And so, yeah. um, so like, like I said, you know, of course you get to check that out on, a, on my work, Victorious Ones uh, WordPress page. And so, um, so, so if anything, let me see if I could uh, put that in the, in the chat, if you will. Um, oh, we'll definitely put the links in, in the description. Yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. listening to this, please do check out this list um obviously yeah i mean if you if you listen this far you can obviously um you know hear the passion and the the care that's actually gone into this list and um i'm just from a personal standpoint um vaughn i'm very happy that that we've been able to connect you you're absolutely solid dude and and it's you know it's a big reason anthony and i wanted to start um you know focusing more on this this fantasy faction community and it you know, getting to talk to more um, just passionate fans of the business. You know, we got a real um, buzz being at Mania, and uh, you know, being around um, just just great like-minded people who who you know want to appreciate this this art form um, that we have here. And yeah, anyone listening, um, 
you know, I can attest that uh, that Vaughn's a Vaughn's a top lad, top lad. Uh, so nice. please check out all his socials, uh, check out this top fifty list, and also the dream matches too, um, which we touched on a little bit before. Um, dream mania matches, which also you read that and and obviously you know bunch of thought has gone into that too. So um, um, all right, I'll, I'll let you go, Vaughn. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk again, mate. Um, definitely. In, I think in Villy next year, if not before. Yeah. I mean, we're we're in the we're in the cruise, we're in the faction uh, crew there. So so we'll definitely talk. And mate, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your day um, to come on and, and talk to me, mate. It it means a lot um, um, for you to you know share a platform with us, and we're we're honoured to have you uh, as part of our as part of our faction. And and you know, thank you for all the connections that um, you know I've gotten in particular um, through you too. Um, you know, Wally Mania introducing me to to Janelle, and talk about giving back too. We were talking about that before. We, you know, with uh, Trish and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so so Janelle is involved with the Battle Club Pro, right? They put on a show yesterday. So uh, again, talking about passionate wrestling fans to actually be involved and actually put on shows and put people over and just give so many uh, deserving people exposure who might not normally get it in any in other walks of life too so that's that's actually why i fuck with the job of tears podcast a lot because yeah. again it's it's the passion um that's, that's been shown by by you know wilkins and mr black too um who are involved in the business too uh, in other forms yeah. so that's really i mean that that's that's been the 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 whole theme of the, of the faction crew just just so many people like that um and it's been unexpected but very um very humbling very honored honored to be associated with you and everyone within the crew and uh and i'll stop it there because i'm english and i'm reserved and i'm terrible at uh, <laughs> terrible at feelings and all that <laughs> i get it i get it i, I, get it. Hey, look, look, I appreciate um, it thank you very much um and, you know and of course close remarks it's been honored to, to even to even be to even be on somebody else's uh you know, platform being interviewed and share, and share my viewpoints and it's amazing to, to to hear someone say that that my opinion carries weight. You know that, that, my, that my viewpoint carries weight. Because it's absolutely a, true. It's absolutely lot, true. I put a lot of time, and a lot a lot of effort into this, and a lot of a lot of passion into it. And, 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 and see um, the articles that I write, you know, the description and stuff like that, and check and check out my material. You can tell that you know that that, that is definitely a, you know de- definitely a letter back to um, you know like pretty much a letter back back to wrestling in itself. And, yeah. and, and just and this is my gift to wrestling. This is my gift um, to the community. And um, you know, and, and the thing about it is just like you know, just just recognizing people who have late, who have left the greatest imprint. And so um, it may be subjective, but at the same time, there's you know, it's, it can be objective at the same time, as, as I like to say. Um, yeah. So like I said, it's, it's it's always an honor to, to talk. You know, always always amazing to talk to you. Um, always amazing to um, you know to interact with you as well. And um, same to you, mate. Like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, in fact I'm a, like um, I'm gonna tell uh, job tears, you know that you said I, you know what I mean that that, uh, that that you appreciate what they do as well. Um, oh, that makes me nervous. That, like <laughs> the the they're that big. Like I'm gonna sound like marks for them, but like I, I I've really put them like on a you know platform of of at, at really influential you know podcasters and and people within 
within great communities. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, well, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, if you if you do want to give, give us a bit of a mention and yeah, um, anyway, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, once again, um, like, like like I said, like you know, like I said, it's always great. And, and, and of course, just a little plug: you can follow me on Twitter at three hundred one King Von Jeer. Um, you can follow the, the you can follow the show's Twitter page at Victory Pot One. It's going to be in the description of this episode. Um, I'm on Instagram at Mr. King Von Jeer. Follow the show's uh, Instagram page. Excuse me, the show's IG page at Victorious Ones Podcast. I'm still mm-hmm. wrong. And by the way, um, you know, like by, by the way, I actually have, um, you know, like I've been talking about merch, and but I actually have something that's that's that's, that's definitely in the making. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's certainly a it's, it's certainly a, you know, like I'm getting like like I'm just waiting for the perfect time for it to manifest and for it to, you know, to to officially unleash. And it's certainly uh, something that's gonna be pretty much um, bloodline themed, if you will. Uh, you know, okay. I mean? so, um, so like, like I said, it's like the bloodline turns, you know, and the thing is, um, when you see it, you, say, you definitely enjoy it. So, um, like I said, it, those, to those upcoming thing, up, 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 upcoming, um, you know, some sort of pro- projects that I'm doing, and my show is Vic- Victorious Ones Podcast on Wednesdays um, at eight oh five. You know, what I mean, so, you know, so of course, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, and um, and keep up with my sh- with uh, anytime, anytime I go live, as far as like streaming and everything like that. So um so yeah so you know that's 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 really that's really that is um so that's that's all I got right now <laughs> nice all right listeners you heard the man the links will be in the description I'm Luke from Warrington he's King Vaughn Jr thank you thank you very much for listening this long and uh, we'll see you next time.